0: Hello and welcome to the de-stress podcast with me, Dr. Amanda. This is a podcast that I've had an idea for for a little while and I'm really excited to finally be launching it and sharing it with you all. Thank you so much to everyone that is listening and I really hope that you subscribe and follow along for some of these really wonderful episodes that I have coming. So, like I said, I'm Dr. Amanda. I am a GP and a lifestyle medicine expert and um one of the main pillars of lifestyle medicine is stress management stress is something that isn't really avoidable in everyday life um, whether it's come from different relationships whether it's from work whether it's from children or um you know from so many different angles we can actually experience stress and it's not something that we can completely get rid of but it is something that we can manage I think a lot of the time the impact that stress has on our health and our life, our mental health, physical health and our life in general is really underestimated. There are so many people that I see in my practice as a GP that are struggling with so many different conditions and they are searching for answers to why they're feeling so unwell. All the tests come back as normal, but a lot of the time it's because of stress. Stress is not just a mental illness or a mental problem, it's something that is actually has physical impacts as well. It changes so many parts of how our body runs and it's really important that we are aware of it, that we understand it and we know how to manage it. And that is what this podcast is all about. Come over here to learn some ways to de-stress. I'll be speaking with experts in different areas, um, whether it's from nutrition to physical activity to therapy, and to sleep, I'll be talking with experts in those fields that can give you some really practical advice, but also, so many of us in our everyday life experience stress, and so I'll be speaking with some really amazing people about their own stories with stress, how they experience stress, um, and deal with some very common, common stressful situations, and they can give us their tips on how they mitigate for it and enjoy life at the same time. So thank you once again for following along this first episode. I'm really excited to tell you is um, I am joined by a guest. I'm joined by an amazing therapist and counselor and um, trauma expert called Joanna Daniel. She's going to be here for not just this episode, but our next episode as well. But in this first episode, we both share with you our stress story and um, how we actually both ended up experiencing toxic stress and how we have tried to change our lives completely so that we can manage with things even despite some of the stresses that come in so i really hope that you enjoy and if you do enjoy this episode like i said please subscribe you can find us on youtube at life with dr amanda or on podcast platforms spotify and apple podcasts under de-stressed with dr amanda you can also follow me on instagram at life with dr amanda as well so thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. So hello everyone. Um, like I said today, we have a very special guest for our first episode of the Distress Podcast, or sorry, the de Podcast. And um, our guest is Joanna Daniel. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Joanna. Um, I'm really excited for the conversation that we're about to have because we've been having some great ones. On your mm. podcast beforehand, and also um just on the phone and things. And so I will start off by letting you introduce yourself, and then we can get into the meat of it.
1: Yeah, thank you, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here. So, as Amanda said, my name is Joanna Daniel. I'm a trauma informed counselor, speaking and author. And I am a founder of Wounds to Scars, where we work with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse. And we do that through conferences, courses, and um, that provides a safe space for people to heal and I'm the host of the stories that shape us with Joanna Daniels podcast.
0: Brilliant and I've got to say um I I'm just so excited that you're my first guest on here because <laughs> when I think back along my journey and right now I feel like um a lot of the changes that have happened in my life came after I became a mother and mm. um so those of you who don't know, I know Joanna personally. When I was at medical school in Leeds, we met through church, and um, you were on the members at Leeds Central Church, St. Adventist Church, and yeah. um, you were just so kind to me. Um, uh, you, I feel like you really looked after me. I one of the years I had a house that was a house share, just a street away from yours, yeah. and. I remember you and your husband would bake bread and invite me over and just be just so kind and so loving. And I used to watch you, how you parented um, and how you were with your children. You, I know you have three children, twins, twin girl and boy, and then another a son. And um, yeah, I was always in awe of how you did it. I was just in awe of your temperament and um, how you spoke to your children just I was just amazed by it all and now that we have become a mother as well that a lot of those experiences like seeing how other people did things growing up and you one of them has really started to like shape of my mother her journey so I'm really excited to have you. Oh
1: thank you Manda. you know what we don't always look back on, on those days and go you know I was an amazing parent you look back and go oh my gosh why did I do that that day mm-hmm. we're always kind of um, looking back looking at as the brain does as a preference for negativity. So look back at the, the days when I wasn't so great mm-hmm. and what I could have done differently, but thank you.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well, today's podcast, um, as you know, this podcast is all about Stress, and actually looking at um, highlighting the impact that stress has on our health, on our lives, on our family, and not just looking at the impact, but actually giving us practical solutions to manage our stress. It's not about stress avoidance because life mm. can be stressful. And mm. we know that stress comes into life. It's inevitable, especially when you're growing, you're adding people and, you know, just with the evolution mm. of life. But we need to know how to manage it so that stress doesn't break us. Yeah. And so that's the purpose of this. And um, This is a two-part podcast today. And going to be joining me for another episode. But first, we wanted to really um, share with you what our stress stories have been. And um, Both of us have gone through a bit of a realisation to personally discover how impactful it is when you have stress in your life. And um, although we're going to be giving you lots of tips, I think to actually share with you and be a bit vulnerable, explain what it has been like, our stress stories, what it's been like dealing with stress.
1: Yeah. Certainly. I, I was talking to a friend this morning. She's also a therapist and she works with children. And I was saying, you know, I'm tired. I think I'm tired and I'm going to, I don't have a lot of clients, but I think I'm going to even reduce it a little bit more and take some time out. Um, it's so important for us to be able to listen to our bodies and respond. I've had to learn the hard way yes. to listen and not not listen to my body and respond. Mm-hmm. I remember my friend said to me, uh, dear friend, she said to me. Joanna you need to learn to leave the house dirty and just lie on your back and relax and I was horrified I'm just like <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> how do you do that I thought but then I had to learn to do it and I it to women now do it before you have to do it yes learn how to do it before you have to do it because as much as I know about stress and toxic stress I never thought it would happen to me because I thought I was managing right mm-hmm. I, just, I just thought but there's so many things that in the background that leads us to make decisions that results in stress that we're not realizing. And it's it's I call this the batteries, the, the apps that are running in the background. You know, when you have mobile yes. phone, you charge it and you go, oh, but I was full charge. Why is it dead? Because there were some apps running in the background. And so some of the apps that was running in the background is trauma responses mm-hmm. and um, decisions and promises that you made to yourself when you were small that you're carrying out subconsciously. And you don't Mm. even know that you're doing it. And I think that was the the catalyst for some of my stress because of that background noise that I Mm -hmm. couldn't hear because I wasn't allowing myself to hear and to tap into and to understand what it was doing.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a great place to start because that's where my stress story starts. Mm. Um, The aim of this podcast and these conversations is that if you've gone through toxic stress and now you're trying to never go back there again, this podcast is for you, but it's also for to stop people having to go through the toxic stress Mm. so that you don't have to, you can learn the lessons through us rather than having to um, experience them always yourself. And so, um, what you talked about, those expectations from childhood that you kind of carry with you. And Mm. I'm somebody who, um, I've always been described as a very caring person. I'm always someone that really wants to please people. Um, Uh. And I grew up wanting to please, you know, like my grandparents, wanting to please my parents, wanting to be able to say yes to everything all the time. And Mm. so um, I had this like perfectionist thing. Um, I remember when I was about, I think I was about six or seven, when I started saying that I wanted to be a doctor. And my... um, and my parents, they, you know, they're were they amazing. They would push me towards that and help me with that. But then I, I got to the point when I was in my teenage time, I was like, I don't know if I can be a doctor. But I was like, no, I need to, I need to carry on with it because I've said this and it's what everyone's expecting. So I need to keep on going. Um, and in the end, yes, I'm happy that I'm a doctor, but that kind of pressure I've always had, I've always put on myself. Mm. So, um, yes, so... I guess where the where my stress story starts is that was my background and um, I went to medical school, I became a doctor, fine, I met my husband whilst in medical school, we got married, um, a month after I finished and became a doctor, brilliant, everything was going well and I was taking on lots of responsibilities. so I was a new wife, we, were, we, we moved, like relocated, we, um, I was working around the clock and um, I was doing lots of locums i was doing lots of shifts anyway because as a junior doctor you work a lot but also me and my husband really wanted to travel and um you know he was studying at the time i was like okay so let i just work more get more money so we can travel and we can do this and i want you to be able to have your study protected like i was able to have Mm -hmm. that my Mm -hmm. parents provided for me and so Mm -hmm. i just had all these pressures on me to do this but i was managing even with that background stress because i still had a lot of time to look after myself so yes I would travel with my husband I would like go to the gym I'd sleep really well I've always been an excellent sleeper I never had to be told to go to bed early 10 o'clock even at (laughs) university even when everyone's doing fun things I'll be in bed at 10 and I'll be up at 6 that's just how I was um (laughs) And so I never struggled with sleep. I ate, I made sure that I fueled my body. I'm no more now, so I could have fueled it a bit Mm. better, but I made sure that I fed myself and um, I did enjoyable things. I met with my family and I had like really good relationships. And then it got to 2019 when I became pregnant with my daughter. I plan pregnancy, I plan everything. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I was, um, yeah, the the pregnancy was fine. um, And she came, she was born, excellent. Then we went into the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I was locked down and I was seeing lots of things like Black Lives Matter and health disparities. And I was like evolving into this new mother. And I just took on loads of these things and it just became like these burdens on my mind. And I said mm-hmm. to myself, I need to do something about this. I need I feel like the answer to all these health disparities and um, between like, you know, d- um ethnic groups was because there wasn't enough education so Mm -hmm. I decided to make my own online platform look called life with Dr Amanda which is this is like a little part of that and then I returned to work so I had a one-year-old I returned to work and um I started this online platform and because I have this background of pleasing people and saying yes to everything the opportunity started coming in at work for me mm. to do COVID vaccines and do webinars and do things on the weekend and pop-up clinics and this and that. And I was saying yes to everything like I did before, putting that pressure on me before, but things were completely different now. I had yeah. a child. I couldn't yeah. look after myself the way that I used yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I quickly started to burn out. Mm. Um, yeah, quickly, quickly started to burn out and started feeling low and anxious and things that I never yeah. felt before um and I kept thinking I just need a break I had two weeks manual leave and at two weeks manual leave I couldn't get out of bed
1: I was mm-hmm. like what is wrong
0: with me I, j- I just had no energy like I could re- I could um kind of get myself going for my daughter but I just had no energy otherwise yeah like, what is this I thought I needed a break but this break is just telling me I'm more tired um and then I I finished my GP training and then I found a new job and again, I'm still. I'm not listening to all these things. I've got all this stress going on, all these activities that I'm doing, trying to be this mother that I've always dreamed of being. And I'm not listening to my body and I'm mm. the stress levels are going up. I start a new job and it's a job at a practice that is a really demanding practice. And rather than um, choosing a job that might suit my lifestyle a bit more, I just went full throttle at it, and I started burning out again after a couple of months. And then I fell pregnant with my second child and my body just became, Different. yeah, the hormones of it, being pregnant yeah. with a toddler, working at the level that I was working this time because I was out of training now compared to before the stress just kept building and building. I yeah. started to become extremely anxious and I became sick whilst I was pregnant, vomiting a lot um, and just really struggling there. And so um, once once I started really struggling with that, I had to take some time off work because I was vomiting so much, I took about a week off. Then I came back with a phased return. And when I came back to work, my workplace was not supportive at all. Um, Mm -hmm. They wanted to put me back onto probation because I took some sick leave, even though it's all pregnancy related. And just the whole system started to change. Um, And I felt very anxious, very paranoid. And I found myself having panic attacks whilst I was at work, nobody really interacting with me, not getting the support that I needed at work. I didn't have a pregnancy risk assessment and I just felt like I was being scrutinized. Anyway, that was a few months that took, a couple of months I was doing that, um, just really struggling at work and not really taking, and I just thought it's hormones or I just need to work harder is what I told myself, not looking into the amount of stress that I was under, mm-hmm. just thinking I just need to power through. And then it came to the new year and I was called in by one of my bosses that they had some concerns about my work. And they presented to me in this meeting that I was told was an informal meeting, they presented to me a list of errors they think I'd been making. So forgetting to like send a prescription to the pharmacy, forgetting to send a task to the secretary. And there wasn't any harm to any patients, but they were like, something's not right. You weren't like this before, what's going on? And in that meeting, I told them about how much I'd been struggling. And um, they said that they wanted to support me and that I shouldn't be so hard on myself because so I was really quite devastated. And from that, I took some time off. I took four weeks off work. Um, during that four weeks, work escalated things. I don't know why. I think it's because they didn't like that I was pregnant. And um, they said that if I return to work and I'm making the mistake, I make another mistake, they will be referring me to the governing body to the people that have oh, a wow. license. And oh, I was like, what? Wow like nothing had happened in that meeting. It was sound like a very supportive meeting. Yeah, There was to be no patient harm. I took some time off sick to protect myself and, and to protect my patients form, um, foremost. And then I came with this email. And so I said, you know what? There's not enough support there. Um, I'm just gonna go on to early maternity leave they wanted me to provide a document with reflections on the mistakes that I made and so because of the emails I was getting I decided to reach out to like my medical insurance to help me write these yeah. reflections and just make sure I was safe so I did all that and I had no contact with that workplace from the day that I left after that meeting I hadn't as part from some emails back and forth about my turn to leave no phone calls no well-being check nobody checked no one... in on you Nothing. No one checked in on me. I would just get emails saying, where are your reflections? Here is your maternity pay. Nothing about how's the pregnancy, how's the baby, nothing. And then the week before I was due to give birth, this whole time I was trying to recover from this anxiety and everything that I've been going through in the pregnancy. I get an email from the governing body, the people that hold my medical license, the GMC, saying that my employer had referred me to them.
1: While you were on maternity leave?
0: Yes. Oh, and this wow. was three months after I'd even stepped foot in the building no further mistakes had been made but they referred me to and that was the week before I gave birth um on my due date I had to attend a tribunal about what would happen to my medical license while they investigated things and I was told that I was going to be on 12 months of restrictions where if I chose to go back to work on maternity leave I would have to be supervised and I knew that I couldn't go back to that workplace and I was left in a position of having to find a new job whilst someone turned to leave having to resign and it was just I was full the stress was full and I buried my head in the sand for a few months because I gave birth maybe two days later after that tribunal I think um and I just wanted to concentrate on my family and so I kind of just tried to put everything to the back of my mind but August last year I had to start facing it all again when my daughter was three months old and um the stress of having to find work when you have restrictions having to have investigations against you mm, mm. If, oh, it was just so much and um the stress had me I wasn't able to sleep well I felt my body just you know just headaches all the time so much back pain and hip pain some days I couldn't even walk and mm-hmm. um, feeling nauseous all the time and just not feeling like I could even hear people. Like my husband was talking to me about his day and it's like, I couldn't even take in the information. I was just completely at capacity. And um. so I've been on this journey to try and get myself down from this level of stress. Yes, there's a lot of practical things I've had to do in terms of finding new work and getting my license cleared up. Um, but I've been trying to get to a point where I don't ever go back to that because although the workplace wasn't supportive, the reason why I dealt with it so badly and why I struggled with it was because of all the stress and the way that I've been living life before I never yes. addressed it yeah and then the toxic yes. stress yes. came and just pushed me over the so edge tip,
1: tip things over yeah, yeah. and I, I do this demonstration you know where there's a, a and sometimes I always when I'm doing it with a client I always look around to see if I have anything near me like stress is like if we have if you consider like a bottle and if it's full and anything, anything small or large, can come and tip it over. It runs over. So what we want to do is have holes. I call it in that container that will yes. make it never fall. It will never. And and those are outlets that we have. Mm-hmm. That we things that we do. We practice physically and and um, mental things that we practice that make make sure that ensures that we're not running over ever. But we don't always think like that because as women, sometimes as black women. Mm-hmm. um There's this pressure to be, you know, yes. and and even though I'd plan to not be, I plan to not do it, but it's such a habit that mm-hmm. you do it. Yeah, uh, and of course there are many, many other, as I said, underlying things that drives you to to do that but I'm glad that that was cleared up for you at work Mm -hmm. um yes
0: and just so you know the end of the story and to everyone listening um I'm now it is now nearly a year actually my daughter's one um next month so it's nearly a year to when I was referred to when everything was happening um and I have the GMC the met the my governing body that whole medical license I did a two-day assessment where they found that there was no deficiencies in my knowledge or my practice as a doctor. They reviewed all of my notes at my old workplace, and they said there was no deficiencies. Um, And they threw out, they basically um, wrote to me and said, this should have been dealt with locally, shouldn't be referred, it has been revoked, and so now my license is completely clear. Um, I found a new job, which is so much, like, I I didn't even know a practice and a, a boss, an employer like this existed in a really wow. supportive practice and um, I've also been offered two other jobs that I can do from home remotely and on hours that I choose and so now I'm at a point where I'm got a much more balance I'm at home a lot more with the children I'm more forf- I've got a job that's more um, supportive and fulfilling and I'm actually like a lot of this affected my income because I had no work for a while and yes. I'm actually at the point now where I'm earning more than I was at the old practice and I always say that God when he when he brings you through something um he doesn't just restore he makes things better um and so I feel like I'm in a much better position now and because of what I went through it's meant that I was on a track before this happened I was on a track of becoming I don't know what um but I was on a road of like career driven and goal driven and not really looking at the wider picture of my life Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I was on a stress track and now, mm. even though I don't appreciate what I, I, I wish that I never went through what I went through, um, it's really it's helped me. And yeah, that's why I wanted to do this so I can help others with what I've learned. Um, I've learned things through mentorship and through therapy, which we'll talk about soon. Um, mm. I've learned things about my diet and my sleep and my physical activity and just how to mitigate for toxic stress and reducing the burden and the way that it can and be able to thrive in a stressful environment which life can be sometimes
1: yeah I mean that's that's so amazing that they put you through that when I was pregnant with the twins I had something similar not as intense but I had to take the first two months off the first two months I had to take off because the world just as soon as you open your eyes the world spins it just never was settled so and they sent me to occupational therapy because they wanted to fire me because of those that that time off, but they couldn't find me because I was Mm -hmm. pregnant they sent me to occupational therapy that and God made me so see a woman that had similar pregnancy to mine she was so upset Mm -hmm. she was furious she wrote this letter right that is did you know she could sue you I said to the regional manager can I have a copy of the letter she was like it wasn't my fault it wasn't me so nobody wanted to take responsibility for it but as a stress like that when you're pregnant it just adds to it because our the hormones are all over the place anyway so it's so it's so awful that employers can put people through that and sometimes it's women leading the charge when when that happens you know awful people but you know for those who are listening we what we're saying is that stress can come from many different places yes that that we must leave Room, because that's what you said, Amanda. Capacity, we're at capacity. We must leave mm-hmm. room for um, space for our bodies to be able to manage. So for me, there was no one single event. There's no yeah. one single toxic stress event. I think it was just a building over time because of those things that were running in the background mm-hmm. um, that pushed me to want to do everything. So I I knew I was going to homeschool my children before I was married and had any. OK, because I heard a research that black boys underachieve in the system from kindergarten. And I said, babies can't underachieve. So there's a, yeah. there's a problem with the system. And I made a decision then I was training as a social worker and I made the decision that my children would not go. So that's before mm-hmm. I was married. So here I'm, I'm married. And within the first year of marriage, I was pregnant and I had a boy. We had the twins and I knew that I wasn't going to um, send them to school. So, I mean, that's a lot of sacrifice already, but I was also, I remember when I was pregnant with the twins, I had this counselor because I was also training as a counselor. I had this counselor, I was telling her all these things I was doing and she's this amazing woman and she, I remember she saying, but you know, basically wanted me to reflect on whether or not I could do all of that. And I looked at her like, of course I can. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wish she was more directive you know she was person-centered yeah and I, I, I'm not a person-centered counselor I use person-centered to underpin my work mm-hmm. because relationship with my clients is important to me but I want I'm directive I'm challenging I'm you know I want I wish she was like Joanna you can't do that right yes she wanted me to think and I'm thinking like with my old mindset going she think I can't do it I'm gonna do it
0: yeah I'll show her <laughs>
1: So that's what I did. And I am homeschooling. I am, I was practice teaching. Then we moved to Wales. This is where the consulate practice started building. Mm -hmm. And the children are growing. The demands are more. And I'm building this thing that I have no idea how to build. I've never seen anybody run a business. I've never seen anybody run an online business. I'm learning all of this. I'm staying up late, attending Mm -hmm. webinars and marketing events and this and that and that learning doing doing traveling to speak for months at a time i'd come home on a sunday and leave on a friday with my four kids with me my family with me some very rarely on my own so and when you go speak there are people that are drawing from you and i'm an introvert Mm -hmm. so i'm not a natural speaker i am naturally one to hide in the in the back Mm -hmm. so when i'm comfortable with somebody one to one i can but troubling to speak and people are coming to speak to me, that pulls from me. That was me. draining, yeah. That was draining and I, and I wasn't aware of how draining. So that kept going and kept going and I started getting ill. And I remember saying to my husband, I'm tired and I'm ill and I can't keep going. I wanted to, at this point, perhaps send the kids to school. But knowing what I know, I couldn't make myself do it. But it came to a head in 2018 when I was ill and I had to go do a scan at the hospital and sitting in that room with the pink slip it just hit me mm-hmm. like you're ill and my son prayed at the time when i was going that um that it wouldn't be anything nasty and i thought oh, bless him he was about 10. i went and the the lady she scanned me and she says your gp will call you in two weeks my gp rang me the next day okay. i thought that's it i'm gonna die yes yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm gonna die So I drove panicked for my, my sisters, to my husband drove to this appointment for the GP. They did some blood tests and they ran me back a couple of days later. They were testing for ovarian cancer because that's what the symptoms I was, I was showing. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they probably didn't tell me before, but I had this continuous problem. And my friend came to visit and she said to my husband, Joanna is stressed. Hit me like, I'm like, wow. I never. Of course, (laughs) I never thought of that. Of course, I am. I've been saying I'm tired, for years, and so I had to. I remember this this Sabbath, my husband and I we didn't go to church. My friend was down, and she took the children. I had to go to Annie that day, Mm. and we just drove. My favorite thing to do is to sit by the sea and watch the waves. So we drove to the pier in Pembroke,shire, and just I just felt my body relaxed, and I thought. I have to fix things. I have to fix things. Mm-hmm. And fixing things is not an overnight thing. It's a process. It's it's learning. But I knew that I didn't want this problem continuing.
0: Yeah, This course. physical
1: problem I was having, I didn't want it continuing. And so just slowly started, slowly started. There were times when for a week I'd be in bed. My husband would juice and do all the things and pray by my bedside my children one time said mom are you gonna die that's all about it got and mm. just has to
0: gosh I'm just thinking about my child asking me that
1: it was awful mm. so I I laid there and you know, the pandemic was a blessing in many, many, <laughs> many, many ways. And although I worked a lot during the pandemic because a lot of people were stressed and pressured, yes. I protected myself by not listening to the videos, by not watching anything. I tell people not to send anything to me. I threatened to block people if they kept doing it. Good. And I did <laughs> have to block a few. <laughs> but I'm just like, I need space to process what people are bringing into therapy. So I, did, I kept myself um, managed. So my husband was home. I walked a lot just walk and I'd sit in the garden and just sit Mm -hmm. sit and just watch the trees for ages and you know with with everything else with nutrition we've always had good nutrition anyway with you know juicing and things like that so Mm -hmm. you know no one thing is going to help you manage stress Mm -hmm. in your body it's a combination of things so though we had we've always been plant-based that didn't help stress. And though I had trust in God, the stress came. So it's a combination of things that we have to, to manage. And one of the things I had to get rid of, um, Amanda, was the expectations and the pressures that I put on myself and free myself. So I had to process my shame story. Like the shame yes. story was keeping me, the shame story that happened when I was 11, was keeping mm. me doing, doing, doing on this on this treadmill that was making me ill and could have taken me from my children mm-hmm. and I just I just couldn't have it anymore so when that realization came when my friend said Joe and I stress I'm a reflector so I started going back like why going through all the things mm-hmm. and of course the work continues so
0: yeah just awesome because you you told me story you told me about what happened um on one of our calls and I was just I felt speechless, I felt so inspired because I'm at the point now where I've discovered that I'm stressed. I want to change things, but I'm relet, but changing things that producing habits don't just come overnight. And, you know, um, making new connections in my brain and retraining myself to do these things. When I hear you talk about just going, walking and sitting and looking at the trees, and sitting by the ocean. And yesterday I saw you um, post some stories and um, where you were walking, you were saying that you were just having such a good time, just walking in a park, sitting down, yeah. walking a bit more. And I was like, this this is what I need. I need space and um. When we talk about you know you that analogy you gave of the bottle and make sure there's holes in there so it yeah. never gets full. Yeah. yeah. That is exactly what um that it's just such a beautiful analogy. I want to be at the point where I'm so used to filling myself up to 100 percent mm. and like working off that and just hoping things balance out. And then when something comes in, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and so I'm trying to get myself down, get myself down yeah. to like running off 70%, 75 you know, like running lower. So when things come in. Yes, things might feel a bit full, but I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I'm spilling over, That's and it's it. just beautiful that you've gone on this journey. Um, and yet not every you've got to be so intentional, yeah, about things for things not to all just completely affect you. Yes, you were plant based. Yes, you're trusting God, but you were still allowing you know things from your past, the trauma, the shame story, all those things to be there on your mind and taking on things that weren't part of your personality. You said you're an introvert and doing things that are draining you, but carry on doing it. That's it. But that's what, that's what the stories do. And that's Mm
1: -hmm. why my podcast is stories that shape us because those stories that we experience shape, it dictates your life and you don't know that it's dictating your life. Why am I a perfectionist? I'm not perfectionist by the way, but you know, Mm -hmm. when we are, why, why was I doing so many Mm -hmm. things? I was doing so many things to prove to myself that I could, Yes. Because the shame story is, I didn't. And so the story that we tell ourselves influence so like, who am I doing this for? So I made a decision, mm-hmm. I think it was 2018, when that happened that, okay, you know how people focus on a, a word for the year or whatever? I'm like, okay, I don't yes. have a word for the year, but I'm going to make relationships important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be intentional about relationships. And so the relationships that are important to me, I started making sure that I nurture them. I call people. I text them I check in with them mm-hmm. I make sure I think about my relationship with my husband what do I want that to be I don't just want to be married I want to be happily married that yes. takes work so I'm like I'm going to do the work because mate we're not going to exist in this house as, as just friends all right yeah. I want to like you still yes <laughs> so, so um you know that that takes work and being intentional mm-hmm. um being intentional I want to I'm connection is my highest value with my children so I'm going to work at connecting. So I can't be doing all of that and then doing all the things to all yes. the people. So it narrows it down. And then my spiritual life is important to me. Mm-hmm. So my, my group of friends are very small, is very small and I, and I keep it small. Um, not that I'm not, I'm not opposed to meeting other people. I mean, I'm introvert anyway. You know how they say yeah. extroverts adopts introverts. So, <laughs> so that's how it works. So the group is small anyway. um, And I find that as we are, we're all women and they're amazing women. We're healing. We're learning about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're learning about how we did relationships. We're trying, we're doing new things and the the friendships are deepening. Yes. And, and I prefer deep relationships versus surface connection, you Absolutely. know? So if we go back to the bottle analogy, so there's this story about putting in the big rocks first, yes. because if you put in the unimportant things, then the big things won't fit. And mm-hmm. so the big things have to go in first and anything else that is left over. So I don't take a position at church. Yeah, I don't have the space mm-hmm. for it, but I will help when I can because I have a ministry that I run, which is, which is important. Um, so the big things have to be in first. I won't yeah. take a call after a certain time because uh, unless it's like an emergency and I'm like, I'm not an emergency service. So i can't mm-hmm. take a call at this time so they're, they're very different things that i have to be intentional about yes um and it and um old habits die hard amanda so mm-hmm. then it's practicing these things practicing these things until they become so ingrained that i'm doing them automatically mm-hmm. um, some of them anyway so like walking my body will tell me go and
0: i have to yeah I have and that's thing, i'm at the point now where i'm not i I know what the rocks are that need yes. to be there because I've spent time looking at that. I've cut out a lot of things, but it's making sure that those rocks stay in the bottle and I don't allow those to so yes. I've said things you know things of like my rock are things like yes, my family, yes, my relationship with God, yes, my husband and my children, everything. but also it's the other relationships too. I had yes. so much guilt when I was really burnt out that I wasn't keeping up with my grandparents. Oh. I really did and I found that that mental load of feeling that guilt and everything of mm. not having that family tie and for me that was really important and so that yeah. is something that needs to be in my bottle um, yeah. and seeing what's how, how to make that space because there's other things that I'm doing that don't need to be there but also yeah. like physical activity and eating right are things that if I'm starting to feel a bit at bit capacity those things will start to go out the window.
1: yeah I'll spend there's- the day
0: I won't eat anything all day I won't oh, no. I won't go on the walk that I want to go on. honestly those are oh, things that no. this what I'm being intentional <laughs> you
1: can't do that when I was listening to you talk about your grandparents and your children and all the things there's a I don't know if you've, you've read the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits
0: Yeah. brilliant
1: mm-hmm. and he talked about habit stacking and as I was listening I'm thinking oh you could habit stack with grandparents children walk you know like three yeah, yeah. In, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in one day and and not it's not a tick box exercise but you're spending quality time with them with the children doing something that you like and need to do yes and and um, that gets done
0: yeah no exactly but thank you so much for joining me on this first episode I really hope you guys have taken something from that the main thing is that we all have stress come from, come from anywhere it really can. It doesn't have to be a terrible work environment. It doesn't have to be taken on too many speaking engagements and not listening to your introverted self. It doesn't have to be that, but it can affect you. It can affect anybody, even if you're appearing to be very successful. Um, and understanding your stress story, understanding where your stress came from can help you to move forward and prioritize the right things. I hope you guys all keep in your mind that analogy of the bottle. Make sure there's holes there so it never gets full. That's what I'm taking from this conversation today. Um, we are going to be back next week for another episode where we're going to be talking about therapy because one therapy is one of the things that keeps holes in my bottle <laughs> um, and made me more more aware of where I was and more accountable um, in what I'm doing and so we're going to talk about that next week so please come back and listen but before we leave thank you again Joanna for joining me and um, I know you've mentioned some of the places that we can find you but just reiterate again where everyone can find you. Um, I want to say please, please, please listen to a podcast, Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. Is that right? Yes. Um, because I listen to, I listen, I've been listening every day for the last couple of weeks. And this morning you have, it might have been yesterday's one, but you talked about being honest, telling mm. the truth when you speak, telling the truth. And that's what's help, helping with relationships. Um, but yeah, so listen to the podcast. Of if you can see today, she gives so much so many gems it's such an enjoyable time speaking with you so yeah but tell, tell the audience where we can find you
1: thank you amanda so you can find me on uh youtube uh on wounds scars on facebook at wounds scars on instagram at wounds scars one and on spotify and apple with stories that shape us with joanna daniel so that's where you find me
0: brilliant and so i'll see you all next week